Hello, hello. Before we get into the podcast today, I want to ask you a question first. Are you someone that finds the question, where are you from, difficult to answer and aren't clear on your culturally blended identity? Well, if you can answer yes to those questions, then guess what? I have created an online community that serves you and other culturally blended people. Through the community, you will get continuous resources for self-development of your identity, get to broaden your cultural awareness, and have companionship between people similar to you. Have a look at our website, culturallyblendedpeople.com, to see what is included in the community. You can then choose whichever subscription suits you, either the quarter or annual subscription. Once you are signed up, you can then get involved with everything the CBP community has to offer. The reality is that as a culturally blended person, you can feel isolated when people around you can't relate to your reality and feelings. This can cause you to remain in a state of rootlessness, not being able to define your identity, and not feeling confident in your unique blend, and this affects your well-being, which is no way to be. When you join the Culturally Blended People community, you enter a space of companionship with people similar to you in experience who can relate to having a culturally blended identity. You get to work on your confidence, release any problems you have, and broaden your cultural awareness. This space is fun and safe, and you will get to feel a part of a tribe of people who care about you and each other as culturally blended people. You can join the community at any time, and we can't wait for you to get involved. The link to join the community is in our description. We'll see you in there. I hope you are doing well. I'm doing pretty well, and I'm sorry if you can hear the aircon in the background. It's very hot, and so it has to be on, and my door has to be open. <laughs> um, I recently took my car into the panel beaters um, because I backed into a pole. <laughs> that pole shouldn't have been there. That's not my fault. It was too small to see. Anyways, I dented it in my car like two years ago. Um, and I had to call the insurance and they were like, why are you doing this like two years later? And I was like, I don't want to tell you that I'm scared of panel beaters <laughs> because I swear, like every time I go to the mechanic or like, I've never actually had to go to a panel beater before, but anytime I've had to call someone about car parts or whatever, they always make me feel like I'm in trouble and I don't want to feel like I'm in trouble. I don't want to feel like it was my fault <laughs> for backing into that pole. Anyways, I took it to the panel beater and I walked in to the receptionist and I was like, hey, can I get a quote for my car? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she like called into the garage and this guy walks out. He barely looks at me and then just walks straight out the door. And I was like, do I follow you? Like, are you doing something else? Like, did you not hear her? <laughs> and then he stands outside and he's like, which one is that? And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm coming. So I go outside and I show him my car and he's just staring at it. And then he's just like, that'll cost you 300 bucks and that'll cost you 400 bucks. Then he brings this other guy over who just stands there and nods and is like, and it's going to cost GST on top of that and just like blah, blah, blah. It keeps like shouting all these numbers at me. And I was like, I don't care how much it costs. I just want it fixed. Like I have insurance. I'll just throw my money at the problem. Like don't make me feel like I'm in trouble. Oh, anyways, the car was fixed. 
And then I literally, I drove it out of there, like, after I got it fixed. And it's an Audi, right? So you can predict that all of these things came up on the dashboard, all of these new problems. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's never ending. Now I have to go back. (laughs) And I went back there. And anyways, it's all fixed. It's all sorted. But that's not really the point of the podcast. But I just wanted to share in case anyone else can relate to being or having a fear of car people, because I do. (laughs) Anyways... So today I'm going to be explaining the term culturally blended person or culturally blended people. Just depends if you're saying in a plural sense or not. They mean, it means exactly the same thing. Um, And I'll also be explaining why we came up with it. So just briefly, we came up with the term culturally blended person when we wrote our book, Where Are You From? So the definition of a culturally blended person is that a culturally blended person is defined as a person who blends more than one culture into defining their identity regardless of citizenship, ethnicity, heritage, or documentation. So the whole purpose and the reason behind wanting to come up with a term started when my mom and I wrote our book, Where Are You From? So I'll just go over briefly like the time that we were like, oh, well, we need to come up with something. Um, so we were in Prague on the first day there at the breakfast table and my mom was talking at me, right? <laughs> talking at me about um, a speech that she was doing. Um, and I was like vaguely listening <laughs> And she started to say the term TCK, and she started to talk about how my sister and I are considered a TCK, um, which means a third culture kid. And so this is when I was like, wait, 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 can you just explain that? Because I've had people call me that in the past. I've had people say that I'm a third culture kid. And at the time, I was like, I don't know what that is. And so I've looked it up previously to try and understand what, you know, this apparent label is that I apparently am. And I couldn't really find anything online that I could really relate to. Nothing really cleared up what that meant. And I was like, whatever, just forget about it. Um, I'm obviously not that thing. Um, So when I was at the breakfast table with my mom and she mentioned TCK and how I am considered one, I was like, well, can you explain it to me, please? (laughs) Because I don't know what it means. And so she finally did. She finally did explain what TCK means in reference to myself. Um, If you don't know what third culture kid means, then I'll explain it. So essentially, a third culture kid is a kid who was raised outside of the citizenship, um, the countries and the cultures of which are their parents. So what the whole like third culture thing is, because that was confusing to me, like, what, why, what, third culture, what, what do you mean? So essentially it is made up of three cultures. The first culture being the countries and cultures of your parents, which have essentially been passed down to you. The second culture is the country and or culture that you were raised in. And the third culture is essentially like an amalgamation of those two cultures. This essentially is a blend of those two things. And what I've also read is that it kind of refers to a group of people that can relate to that life experience. So when my mom explained it to me in a reference to myself, which is that the first culture is that of my parents, so that being of an American and a New Zealander, the second culture for me is that I grew up in Dubai in the UAE as a kid, and the third culture is that I've kind of blended these two things together subconsciously, like without realizing it. And when she explained it to me, I was like, that is great because now I have something that I can relate to. I can finally understand why I feel the way I do, why I feel like I'm not 100% from one place. Um, 
and it just made sense. I was like, oh, well, that's great. (laughs) Um, And then I was talking to my mom a little bit more about it. And I started to kind of realize, well, like you've, well, she has had a similar experience. Although she didn't experience as a kid, essentially she experienced that concept of blending cultures because although she did grow up in the States as a kid and was an American, she went, left the States in the 80s as like a 20 year old, went to Papua New Guinea because she was in the Peace Corps as a teacher. She then moved to the Seychelles for seven years, moved to Dubai, then immigrated into New Zealand and since gained New Zealand citizenship. And so she has experienced that same concept of, you know, a TCK, that blending of cultures. But when I was telling her, she was like, yeah, but like, I'm not that, like, I didn't have that experience as a kid. And I feel like I'm not 100% from one place. I feel like I'm a blend of some description that's hard to explain, but there isn't a label for me that I feel really resonates with who I am and what I am and my identity. And so that sparked the whole concept and the research into coming up with the term um, CBP. Because it was really important when kind of crafting this book and putting it together that we had an all-inclusive term because we were talking to all different ages of people and we wanted to have something that was easily like identifiable because we didn't want to come up with some out of the blue word or combination of words that made up this definition of something that was confusing to people. And so we felt like culturally blended person was a really simple term that was easily identifiable and something that people could associate with because it was really important for us to be inclusive of anyone at any age, you know, at any nationality, any ethnicity that has experienced a unique culturally blended experience within their identity. It was important for us in the process of the book to come up with a label because we wanted to attract, you know, a certain group of people to the book, the the people that this book is marketed to. And at the end of the day, labels have a sense of belonging to them because there's a commonality, there's a common reality and common challenges that people can relate to. And so that's essentially why we wanted to come up with our own term, culturally blended person. And so, like I said before, there are a handful of abbreviations that already do exist that we didn't want to use because from our perspective, they weren't like all inclusive, Um, but they are within the spectrum of a culturally blended identity. Um, So I'll just go through them now because you probably would have heard them before. You probably do identify with those words Um, just because you might be on the fence with like, well, I don't know if CBP really relates to me, but it it is kind of similar to all these other ones. So one of the first labels is ATCK, which is an adult third culture kid. So it essentially means like a TCK who has since grown into an adult. Another term is multicultural, which is super, super common. Um, a lot of people define their families as multicultural if they are someone that has partnered with someone of another culture and there's different cultures going on and celebrated within the family. There is expatriate or expat, which refers to someone who goes overseas to work. And through that time overseas, you may experience uh, this cultural blend that we're talking about. You may feel that home is now in this place that you're working because you might have been there for 20 years. You may feel detached from what used to be home in the, you know, the in the country that you have citizenship to. Um, you may have a more sense of belonging to that place over time. And so that essence of culturally blended does come into place if you are an expat. 
And at the end of the day, as long, sorry, as well as being TCK, I was also an expat in the UAE. So it's kind of like these different terms do kind of connect with one another. Another term is biracial, which again, similar to multicultural in the way that people may identify their family as biracial, they may identify themselves as a person as biracial. Um, And then really the list goes on. There are a lot of other abbreviations. So let me know other ones in the comments. But I just wanted to make that point that there are other abbreviations that are similar because I don't want it to seem like I'm just piling onto existing abbreviations because I really feel like while these are similar, CBP is different in my point of view. It's, it's, it's all inclusive and it's specifically dedicated to identity. Our identity is connected to our senses, our titles, and several other things like belonging and home. And so this is where CBP comes in because it is about identifying with an all-inclusive word that represents identity as a cultural blend. Something that is defined regardless of citizenship, ethnicity, heritage, or documentation. This is a term that showcases that you may not be 100% one thing, one nationality, you know, one of, of one culture, of one ethnicity, but you are 100% you, and that 100% you is made up of a blend of senses that forms your unique identity that has been influenced by different countries and cultures that you have attached to in your life. So one thing I want to now talk about is, you know, choosing to identify as a CBP. Because identifying or calling yourself a CBP or a culturally blended person is your choice. It is not placed on someone who has lived in several countries or has multiple citizenships, possibly like in the same way that an expat is like, it's kind of a fact. It's like you move to work, you therefore are an expat. The difference is, is that you can choose the CBP. So that could possibly sound a little bit confusing, um, but I'm going to explain it. I'm going to go through two different scenarios of essentially the same thing, which will provide clarity of why someone who has moved in their life doesn't, you know, moved around their life, lived in different countries, possibly has multiple citizenships, doesn't necessarily mean they are a culturally blended person. Because remember, at the core of CBP is identity. And your identity is how much or how little you have attached to your life experience, especially with your senses of home and belonging. And that's what makes a CBP or doesn't. So I'm going to go through two scenarios. All right, so the first scenario. Imagine you went to live in Spain for 10 years and you are British and you're eight years old. Imagine you didn't really like Spain. You didn't really feel like you fit in there. You didn't really feel like you belonged. You know, you had a good enough time, but you really missed home in the UK. After 10 years, you still feel like you're from the UK. You know, you've left Spain now and you've gone back. And you don't feel an attachment to Spain because it hasn't influenced your identity to such a degree that causes you to reconsider where you define home, where you feel that you are most from, and where you feel that you belong. When you were in Spain, you didn't really embrace the culture to a degree that made you feel part of it, so you didn't really attach to it in, you know, a really deep way. And so, therefore, despite living abroad for 10 years, you still feel like you are 100% from the UK, and it's just a part of your story. It is just a part of your story now that you lived in Spain for 10 years as a kid. 
Now I'm going to do the flip side of this and you will really see how a culturally blended identity develops. So now imagine you went to live in Spain for 10 years and you are British as an eight-year-old. You fell in love with Spain. You loved the weather. The weather made you feel happy. You loved your school. You made really good friends there and you joined your friends in many of the national cultural events they celebrated and you felt really included to join in. You slowly stopped keeping in touch with your friends in the UK because you rarely went back there anymore. You began to learn the language and you are now near fluent in 10 years. Over time, you begin to feel like Spain feels more like home to you than the UK does. And over time, you begin to feel like you belong in Spain more so than you do in the UK. Now, say after 10 years, you decide to go back to the UK for for like university or something And you find that you don't really fit in with the people that haven't left the UK. You don't really feel at home there anymore like you do in Spain. You know, you don't really feel like you're fully from the UK despite your citizenship. And the reason is, is because your identity has been influenced by Spain through your senses of home, belonging, culture, and a various of other things. So you can see clearly in these two examples how identity can become influenced by a culture and a country, and also a situation where it's your, your identity is not influenced by the culture. And that completely depends on your unique experience and how much or how little you have actually attached to that place. You can see how in one version, the identity is blended or begins to blend with Spain, And on the other hand, it hasn't blended at all. It's just a part of your story. So again, I really want to emphasize that at the core of the term CBP is identity and how it is influenced by your experience, regardless of citizenship, ethnicity, heritage, or documentation. It is important to know that this blending of cultures in your identity can happen at any age. And again, that is why this term, um, the whole purpose of it was to be all inclusive. Because what we realized through my mom sharing her story is that your identity evolves. This is something that we talk about more in depth in the book, but your identity evolves as you grow up. And especially if you live overseas for a significant amount of time, your identity to that place becomes attached to it. You become, you you know, you feel like home there. You probably, you have a life there. You have friends there. You have, you know, you, you could have a really big job title that's really important to you that is attached to that place. And so, you know, even if you don't look or sound like the place that you live, it can still have a huge influence on your identity at any age of your life. Because again, identity evolves and is also something that evolves subconsciously. And this is where the confusion of who you are can happen because it does happen subconsciously. And it's not something that you are consciously recognizing or understanding. It is only until a long time apart or you move back to where you left that you can see the contrast. And then that's when you can feel different, when you can feel like you're now, you, you don't feel attached to the place that you, you grew up in anymore because you have evolved. Your identity is now culturally blended. Hopefully some of that resonates with you. <laughs> and you might be like, yeah, well, I have actually moved a lot in my life, but I just, I don't feel like my identity has changed that much. It's just a part of my life story. And so therefore, if, if that's what you're thinking, then culturally blended person probably isn't a term that you may resonate with. But on the other hand, you could have moved to several places in your life and you're like, yeah, actually, I, I totally relate to that idea of 
not being 100% one thing, but being 100% me and the fact that I am a blend. And so I really hope that offers some clarity and that CBP is something that, you know, someone out there is like, oh, that's great to have a term now that I can relate to. Because like I said in the beginning, there is a lot of community in label because if you're labeled something similar, and I know that in our world today that, you know, having labels or not having labels is a bit of like conflict in, in what's right, I guess, or like what what is the most appropriate. Um, but I still think that there's a lot of community in labels because there's a lot of, within a label, there's a shared experience, there's a common reality. So that's what we wanted CBP to offer for people was something to relate to, to connect with that other people can relate to. And essentially that thing is, is having an identity that isn't 100% one thing, but is 100% you And that 100% of you, again, is a cultural blend. So never forget that CBP is a choice. It's not something that you or is placed on you just because you've lived overseas. Um, It is a choice and it is a label that is available if you want to have something to define your life experience. So one more thing I have to say is that it goes without saying that culturally blended isn't necessarily a new topic, and I'm sure people have heard it before. Um, There are multiple definitions of what culturally blended exclusively means, like just culturally blended, um, what that means that I, you know, I found definitions for that online. Um, But when I was doing research um, when I was writing my book and trying to come up with the term, um, I found that there wasn't really anything specifically that said culturally blended person and that was very specifically dedicated to identity. And there possibly is something else out there now, but when I was looking, I couldn't find it. So yeah, I don't want anyone to think I'm like stealing their idea or just making something that's exactly the same as something else. Because to me, I really think that culturally blended person is really dedicated to understanding and um, your identity, having a community, because that's what a label is essentially, is a community of people that can relate to a shared life experience. And I really think it's important to have a community in this specific thing because it can feel really isolating when you feel weird because you're not 100%, you're not 100% one thing. And so because of that reason, <laughs> we also started the Culturally Blended People community because there is a lot of strength that comes from community and a lot of answers that can be found in communities because a community is just a group of people that are all relatable in some way. And within the CBP community is a bond that we have with one another over shared experience and it allows a safe space for people to share what they think as a source of advice for other people and also a space for people to gain advice and guidance, you know, from the wealth of knowledge of other people that have experienced a culturally blended identity. So yeah, that is basically a bit of a deep dive into what the term culturally blended people means. So again, if you are listening and you can identify with a cult- with being a culturally blended person, then let me know in the comments of this podcast or message me on any of my social media platforms for CBP. It's pretty much just culturally blended people like on Instagram and Facebook and all that. But the link is in the description if you want to find me. (laughs) Um, But do let me know because it would be really cool because I do want to make this something that's more globally known. I want to have something or offer something to someone that is a label that explains why they are the way that they are in sense of being a cult or having a culturally blended identity. 
Also, if the CBP community sounds like a bit of you and you want to join, then you can find like all the links in the description to learn a little bit more and come join us. (laughs) So till next time, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast, but I do have one more question for you today before you go. So when you answer the question, where are you from, what do you say? Do you have multiple answers to the question, where are you from, depending on the situation? And what are people's reactions to what you say? We know that this question, although seemingly simple, can be a difficult question to answer for people who have lived in several countries and amongst different cultures. My mom and I co-authored the book, Where Are You From? A Question That Challenges Identity in a Culturally Blended World. Our self-development book for cultural identity takes you on a journey through our holiday in Prague where we discuss many of the issues and challenges that are commonly faced as culturally blended people. Our book offers relatable themes as well as offers guidance and advice for you, the reader, to clarify your identity and be confident in where you are from, regardless of other people's perceptions of you. So why not dive into the book and connect with us, people who are similar to you in experience? Our book can be found just about anywhere you get your books online, and we are excited for you to go on a self-development journey for your cultural identity. And don't be afraid to message us through any of our social media platforms. We would love to connect and talk to you about your experience because your culturally blended experience and identity is so important to share.